Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, I'm Bella Perez Rubio, and you're listening to Teca Teca News. In today's episode, when I write my own story, I must do so with absolute freedom, not in fear of my life. Freedom is always a thing we take, it is never given. So I must set aside all contemplation of danger, except insofar as it is a part of my story. Must write as if I were safe, otherwise all would be useless. We talk about Salman Rushdie, the 75-year-old author who was brutally assaulted in front of a crowd he was about to address in upstate New York on August 12. While the attack on Rushdie took the world by surprise, the threat to his life had been looming for over three decades. In 1988, Rushdie, an Indian-born British citizen, released his fourth novel, the controversial Satanic Verses, where he challenges the core and most sensitive tenets of Islam through dream sequences. The backlash was immediate and widespread. The book sparked protests, some violent across the world. A year later, Iran's then-supreme leader, Ayatollah Ruhollah Khomeini, issued a fatwa, or a religious edict, calling on Muslims around the world to kill Rushdie for a bounty of 3 million US dollars. After the fatwa, writers rallied around Rushdie, his work, and the intention to spark debate and critical thinking, which they say offends only literalists and religious fundamentalists. Rushdie, speaking at the New York Public Library event in 2012, said he believes the controversy around the novel has little to do with what's actually in it. There was a, one of the Indian MPs who started the whole thing going by, by demanding that the book be banned in India. When he was asked why he hadn't read it, he said that he didn't need to wade in the gutter to know that it contained filth. I thought, good point. Good point about gutters. <laughs> but, um, that was the kind of attitude. We, know, you know, we, we, haven't, we haven't read it because we don't like it and we don't like it because we haven't read it. In fact, you might be surprised to learn that on many occasions, the satanic verses reads as lighthearted and humorous, and that the person who wrote it was raised by a father who he called a scholar of the Islamic religion. People formed opinions about it based on, you know, falsifications and gossip and hearsay and so on. And in many ways, I felt that the book that was being discussed didn't exist, literally didn't exist. I mean, afterwards, I had all sorts of people writing to me in the years that followed, saying, well, we read your book and we can't see what the problem, where's the, where's the difficult bit, where's the problem? You know, and I even had some people who had been Muslim protesters against the book saying, well, then we read your book and we couldn't see what the fuss was about. 
And I thought, yes, asshole, but you were the person making the fuss. <laughs> Rushdie's assailant, a 24-year-old from New Jersey, told reporters that he only read a couple of pages from the Satanic Verses, but derided the writer as someone who attacks Islam and its beliefs. Iran has denied any involvement with the attack, but its 33-year-old order to kill Rushdie still stands nonetheless. When he was asked, the assailant refused to say if he attacked Rushdie in response to the fatwa, but news reports note that the avatar in his email account is an image of Iran's current supreme leader, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei. These are not good days for liberty. If you look around the world, you see that the idea of freedom, freedom which contains the sense of carefreeness, seems everywhere in retreat, hounded by guns and bombs. After the fatwa was issued in 1989, Rushdie was forced to go into hiding, spending much of the 1990s in a safe house surrounded by British police protection. But he had also become the face and champion of free speech. And for many years, he sounded the alarm over growing sectarianism around the world. Listen to him discuss it in a 2015 lecture delivered at Emory University, a private school in Atlanta, Georgia, where he worked as a distinguished professor. But there's, I think, another danger for those of us who wish to defend liberty. And that we can find here in America as well, which is the danger from a new kind of timidness, if you like. Even here, the classical values enshrined in the First Amendment are under attack by the rise of this new timid culture, which on the one hand, more and more accepts the arguments of thin-skinned bigots that offense must be a limiting point on freedom. We'll pause for a bit, but when we return, we talk about the dangers of censorship. Today, there is growing censorship in the U.S., where conservatives have banned books about slavery, women's rights, and same-sex relationships from schools. Even in the Philippines, some books about martial law have been banned and tagged as subversive or communist. Rushdie viewed the fatwa on him as just the beginning. Shortly after hijacked planes crashed into the World Trade Center on 9-11, it would become clear that extremist ideologies of any kind would cause not just increased division and random acts of violence, but full-blown war if left unchecked and unchallenged. Listen to a 2004 speech he gave in New York City. Terrorism does exist. In this city of all cities, we know that. We know what it exists, what, what it exists to do, what it has done, what it tries to do. We know that it exists and must be fought. I don't think any, any of us would question that. How we fight it, in my view, is going to be the great civilizational test of our time. He was speaking as then president of PEN America, a nonprofit organization that advocates for persecuted writers worldwide. Will we become our enemy? or not? Will we become repressive as our enemy is repressive? Will we become intolerant as our enemy is intolerant? Or will we not? Will we fight with different weapons? Weapons of openness and acceptance and seeking to increase the dialogue between peoples rather than decrease it? Um, This is a big test. Will we become, you could say, the suits of armor 
that our fear makes us put on? Or will we not? It seems to us Rushdie is a survivor. He's won battles against typhoid, pneumonia, COVID-19, and most recently, a series of stab wounds to his neck and chest that have left him with life-changing injuries, according to his son, but failed to rob him of his defiant sense of humor. Despite the looming threat of the fatwa, he found a way to live normally, no longer underground or constantly surrounded by a security detail, becoming an American citizen and moving to New York in 2016. Here he is with the final word. This is who we are, free men and women, born free, as Rousseau said, but everywhere in chains. It's up to you to break those chains wherever you find them. It's in your hands. The future is yours. Don't screw it up. And that was today's episode of Teca Teca. Again, I'm Bella Perez-Rubio. This episode was produced by Kat Ventura and edited by Preska Pistrano. If you liked today's episode, share it with a friend or two. And don't forget to leave us a 5-star rating on your podcast app. It really helps get the word out about our show. Thanks for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.